Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to Buckeye Talk, your daily pod from Cleveland.com. We're going five days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, about half an hour. Although the Thursday one went like 55 minutes. What are we going to do? Wednesday, still giant. Doug Maurice, Nathan Baird, Stephen Means from Cleveland.com. Gene Smith, a conference call with reporters on, uh, on uh, Thursday. Editor's note, Friday. Doug, it's Friday. Every time Doug says Thursday in here, it's Friday. It is Friday. As this is being recorded, it is Friday. Back to the show. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about that, and we're also going to talk about sort of the things that we are going to miss the most by not having a spring game on Saturday, which, of course, was originally on the schedule. The Ohio State spring game uh, on Saturday, April 11th, canceled along with everything else. So, Nathan, uh, I was not on the call uh, with Gene on Thursday. You were. Sort of the big thing that came up and that Gene sort of had an opinion on is the idea of playing – without fans in the stands at Ohio Stadium, where philosophically and where he is right now, we're going to drop the caveat of nobody knows anything. The science is going to rule the day. We all understand that, but people are trying to have opinions. Where does Gene sort of stand on the idea of games with no fans? Well, he didn't directly address those other opinions, but those, as you say, those are out there. There are coaches, football coaches. There are even some IDs, I think, that are kind of um, – trying to trying to, to to blunt my own language but they have their opinions and they're 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 sharing them as to how talking out go. their butt you think did you want to say that people are talking out their butts or what do you want to say uh i was spouting off yeah it's, i mean i i think i think there are some relatively uneducated uh, stances being thrown out there i guess if i can editorialize for a moment and it's a podcast uh, it's all editorializing you don't work <laughs> i understand me. you're 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 so used now to being a columnist and i'm i i still sometimes try not to inject my opinion if i don't have to as being being a reporter which Ooh. i'm trying to report on this thing that happened today so yeah yeah we're in agreement there they i think they are um unfortunate um, opinions that are being thrown out there in some cases because we just don't know enough medically yet. And that at the end of the day is, is also Gene Smith's stance. You know, he, he doesn't, he didn't have a lot of, obviously he knew that he was getting a lot of questions today about the budget and whether football is going to happen this fall, what it means if football doesn't happen this fall. And he can speak in broad terms about that, but they, they, 
least what he's telling us is that they haven't like gone down the path of like a bunch of models of what'll happen and what hasn't happened, at least not in a formal way. Um, now, I, I'll, I'll take him in his word on that. I assume somebody somewhere has already started looking at those things. But the, the bottom line being that all these people who are out there saying we need to bring football back, college football back, because we need to bring jobs back, we need to bring finances back, um, that affects someone like Gene Smith more than anything because he has to run an athletic department that's that's based almost solely on football revenue. And he's saying no matter what the financial hit, we're not coming back until it's medically prudent to come back. And I guess his overriding point being that when he first heard someone say, oh, you could just play without fans. And he's like, oh, that would probably work because, you know, you still get your, your, your TV revenue. You'd probably still get maybe even some other kind of sponsorship revenue coming in through those channels. But if it's not safe for fans to be in the stands and if it's not safe for, for students to even be back on campus, then why would it be medically safe for athletes to be out on the field and officials and coaches and everybody else? I guess he's not saying that there's no – way that that could be true, but he is saying he needs to be more educated about what path gets us to that point where there can be a football game and it's medically safe and there's, but without all of the other people around football and without even anybody else on campus, because it's not medically safe for them to be on campus in classes and dorms around campus. So that's where I think Ohio state stands is that I know people want like a definitive answer. We're getting a lot of questions from our text subscribers, um, those answers really aren't there yet until there are more medical answers. Then you'll start to get football and financial answers. Steven, were you on the call? I was. What did you think of Gene's take on that, on the idea of playing without fans? I agree. I agree with him 100% because, yes, you're t it's not a – the whole point of this is you can't gather 10 people around. And if you're playing a football game, that's more than 10 people and just on the field, not even including coaches and everything. And I think he's looking at – like, student-athletes are still humans too in all of this. And I understand that this is entertainment, but the fact of – just because we're removing the 100,000 people who aren't doing a physical activity, there are still people who are well within – arms length of each other playing a football game, including coaches, training staffs, and anybody else who's essential to a football game to be there. So I agree with that sentiment of, you know, if, if it's not safe for a regular student to go to class or for just a random fan to be in the stands, why is it safe for, you know, the other 50 to 100 people who are involved in a football game to be around each other? Yeah, so, I mean, I've already, I already had my rant about, like, how I don't really want to talk about this stuff. But, Nathan, at the time, you made the point, when there's, when there's news to talk about, it's worth talking about. So we had the AD who had a conference call with reporters who had an opinion on this. My opinion on this is there's a huge difference between can you, can you make it safe for 300 people involved with the game versus 100,000 people in the stands? Like, it's like, well, what, how, like, to, to ask, like, well, if you can't make it safe for 100,000 strangers to show up and sit shoulder to shoulder, how can you make it safe for 300 players, coaches, and officials? It's like, well, you can make it because you can test every player, every official, and every person around the game, and it's a controlled group of people who you know who everybody is as opposed to 100,000 strangers. So, like, I saw – again, I wasn't on the call because I was on a call with Andrew Barry, the Browns GM, at the same time. Like when Gene asked that question, it's like, well, if it's not safe for the fans, how could it be safe for the players? Like, I think there's a very reasonable answer to that because you're talking about a completely different thing. Did well, anyone maybe. like say that to him? Well, but maybe. Well, that's not really how the teleconference works. We're not just like all interjecting 
comebacks. No, as, it's also as, not as how the beats goes because nobody's going to disagree with Gene. Smith. I suppose no. I had the first question, so I didn't. Uh, th- that question came later in the uh, process, yeah. but um, I will say it's not just so. What you're saying it makes sense. I think he would say what you're saying makes sense. I think what he's saying is that that. But what you're saying, I don't know that we're there yet medically. I think no. what, you're, what we're doing is speculating that that would be in place medically. There are some other factors too right now. For instance, um, in Ohio, people coming into Ohio from out of the state are being asked to quarantine for a certain period of time. Would um, So if, if Ohio State plays at Oregon, what does that mean for bringing them even – even if you're testing and doing all those things to make sure they can play a game with Oregon, what does it mean for bringing those people, those players, and the personnel from the team back into the Ohio population? Um, uh, you know, other factors like that. I mean, it's, it, there's, there's travel restrictions involved. Um, it, it's not just whether or not you can test for those guys on the field. I also don't know that if I don't know enough about the testing to know if someone's asymptomatic, um, would they not yeah, okay. test for it and yeah, then pass I, on to someone? I, I mean, it gets, it gets we, complicated. We're not going to talk. I mean, that's, that's, so now we're getting into the part that, that there's no point in talking about. I just was very surprised when you guys, you know, when I saw the quotes, because again, I wasn't on that question of his, well, how could it be safe for the players if it's not safe for the fans? I thought was like an odd question to ask because to me, there's a very, very clear difference. And of course we don't know as we've all said this. That's why I don't want to do it. I mean, it's going to be the government that's going to say, if Mike DeWine says you can't have a group of more than a hundred people, then you can't have a football game. But I also think it's very possible. I mean, you could say, well, you can't have a group of more than, 500 you you can have a you can't have a group of more than 500 people so you or you can't have a group of a hundred thousand strangers like the last thing that might come back online is is sports stadiums but a sports game is different than a sports stadium again i'm my tolerance for this is limited because i want to keep it on what gene said here's what i think hold up can i just interject real quick i just want to make sure the way that he answered the question too was if it's not safe for fans, would it be safe for players? And he says, that's the conversation I would have to delve into in order to learn my blind spot on that. So he's not, he wasn't dismissing it. He's saying there's a scientific it's question a scientific. inside that, that, yeah. that I, I think you guys are probably closer than you think you are. No, I think you and he are probably closer than you. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, think you are. I, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if I, I would have said that, I mean, I wouldn't, well, I couldn't be on the call. So here's my question. Right. I'm just, that's why I'm saying, that's why I'm interjecting that, just so everyone knows the full context of his quote. I could be an AD. Um, Here's the question. (laughs) Is that what this world's now? AD stands for annoying what? Annoying (laughs) Doug. Annoying Doug. What this world's now is Doug can be an AD. (laughs) Here's the thing that I think is an underlying thing here that is um, a broader discussion. It's the, the, the idea of if there aren't kids in classes, how can you have kids on a football field, right? Yes. And if you end up treating football players differently than you treat the average student who is not a football player, students, you can't be on campus. Football players, you can be on campus and go to practice and do all this training because we're going to monitor you because you have to get ready to go play this thing that makes us million of millions of dollars. As soon as college football and college athletics and the NCAA treats football players differently than regular college students, their entire model falls apart because then you cannot claim, well, 
you can't get any benefit that a regular student can't get. If a regular student can't get a bagel for free, you know what, like that whole thing falls in on itself. So I think that is the underlying thing they are very aware of. They need the players to make the millions, but when things are normal, they can act like players are like regular students, and this might force a clear division. And if you force that division, you change the whole model of college football. You know, obviously, the, the Mike Gundy comments were the ones that got the most um, attention earlier this week. And What are those? Tell us what that mullet ding-dong said. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, uh, his, his contention was that these are young, healthy people and they need to come back and start playing football, um, for the sake of, uh, the economy, basically. I, I suck it up back in my day. We went up the hill both ways in the snow. Right. And, and, uh, I know this is going to get, someone out there is going to hear this and spin it in a political way. And if you choose to do that, go ahead. I'm not taking a political stand, even though he brought politics into this. What I am going to say, though, is it turned my stomach a little bit because you're essentially equating a college football athlete with someone in, like, the National Guard or 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 the military or something where, like, they need to kind of put themselves potentially in harm's way as as these fit young people in order for the greater good of society. And, because, you think, uh, because you think they're being lazy. Well, I don't. I don't think it had anything to do with laziness. I think it's lazy. Yeah, I think it was. Just, Nobody it, thinks it's, they're he, being lazy. That's a ridiculous thing to say. He, he feels thing. like he feels like they're being held back by other forces from being able to do what they want to do, what he wants to do. And, and the other thing I think that the coaches like him are forgetting here um, is you. You know, someone can make that declaration that college football should come back for the greater good, but when half your team says, "I don't want to play," like what do you do? Like what, you know, at the end of the day, and that was a question that Gene Smith was asked today too, was are any of your student athletes saying, having some kind of conversation, are they involved in this, these conversations, the greater conversations about when sports comes back, football comes back. And he said that he hadn't had those discussions. He doesn't know if Ryan Day has had those discussions. He said, that's a good question for, for, for Ryan. And we're, we're, I think we're supposed to get to talk to him next week. So maybe someone will ask him, but I think that's the other thing here is that we keep talking about this institutionally, but, there, there are so many different levels of this, and at some point it's going to be individual decisions to get made too. Does a player want to go out there and put himself on the, on the field with potentially other infected people and, and play? And the bottom line is you can't tell somebody to get back to work when you're not paying them. Yes. You can't treat somebody yeah. as a worker when you're not paying them as a worker, and that is going to be the point that comes up. I'm, I'm already aggravated by this conversation because it's the one I don't want to have. It's like, I want us to report the news. Um, is there anything else that people listening to this need to know what Gene said that we can um, talk about a little bit, but he said, uh, yeah. there were, I think, I think uh, 10 people had requested refunds and they'd all been given refunds. So if people want their tickets refunded for 2020, I guess uh, they can get that. Um, he said that the spring obligation would be about, uh, less than $900,000 for the scholarships that they guaranteed for the people coming back. Um, you've obviously seen around the big 10, probably that there's some schools that like Wisconsin just said, we're not bringing any of those people back. They can't come back. Um, so I did come out of this thinking that Ohio state, I went in very skeptical that Ohio state would not see some significant financial situations even in the short term but it sounds like at least in the short term things are actually on pretty stable footing 
was he specifically asked about Wisconsin? Like, hey, what do you think of a, another Big Ten school not allowing their spring no. seniors to come back? Okay. No. no. He was only asked in the context of how it, how it was working out for Ohio State. Okay. All right. Um, and you said, so I am very interested down the line in the idea of pay cuts for the highly paid football coaches um, because it's lovely that they're donating to charity and that kind of thing. They can't get paid their full salary. I mean, like that's if the football program is not bringing in the money that it normally brings in, you can't pay them at the, at the full salary. And, and like, nobody's going to lose their house. They're millionaires. I mean, I would, I, I mean, I don't know the specifics. I cut Ryan Day's salary in half. I mean, I wouldn't have any million dollar assistance. I wouldn't have any anyway. So, I mean, that's a, you, that he said that has not been discussed at this point. Right. Right. He said that that would, they had not gotten to that level. He said that they had had conversations about what we saw earlier this week. Like there's people who are in, you know, you've been paid well, so let's maybe share that. But that that's a completely different thing. Um, I, and as far as the operational budget, they will save some money. If if there is no season, you'll save a few million dollars in terms of not having to pay anybody bonuses. But um, no, it would be the, the significant loss would, I think, I can't imagine a model that doesn't include uh, significant pay cuts. And there are some schools out there, even Power 5 schools, who've already um, instituted pay cuts for, for coaches um, for the coming year or coming season. Okay, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with uh, something better to talk about on Buckeye Talk. All right, back on Buckeye Talk. We're going to talk about uh, the spring game that will not be played. We have done our draft. Uh, we had your opinions from our tech subscribers. If you want to join that, you can be a tech subscriber. You can participate in the podcast that way. Send a text to 614-350-3315. We've done a lot with the spring game this week. Um, but what are we really missing out on? Steven, what is like the number one thing that you are like, oh man, I really wanted a spring game because of X and you're going to miss it at, because you're not going to be able to see it on Saturday. Yeah. I, the CJ Stroud, Jack Miller thing is interesting. Justin Phillips, the starters, who cares? I, I want to see what this early enrollment period of what Corey Dennis was able to do in this three, four month period of having these guys and being able to develop it. I wanted to see the beginning stages of that and what it would look like. I, I want to know if I would be, if we would be able to take away hmm, who we would think may be the leader based off of the performance they put together that Saturday, who, who's trailing everything. What's the discussion around that? This is the first step of maybe eval evaluating Corey Dennis as a quarterback developer with these two guys. And this would have been the first stage of that. Nathan, what's like the thing you really wanted to see that we're not going to see? I, I think just sort of the entire Kerry Combs experience, whether that's how, assuming he's on the sideline, I don't think that had been answered yet, whether who was going to be where, but I assume he would probably be on the sideline, um, at least for the spring. Um, just that experience and, and how he interacts with his team and then also what he's doing with this cornerback group, you know, him and the defense at large. But as I think a lot of that, it comes under his, um, his guidance, obviously. And as we talked about on earlier this week on the pod and on other pods, there's still a lot of questions to answer in that cornerback group. And uh, similar to the, I think even more importantly than the, the, the backup quarterback situation, they've got to answer who their starting cornerbacks are. And, and this spring would have been kind of the first step in that process. Nathan, did you ever go to a spring football game at Purdue? <laughs> I did. Um, they are a, a different experience than what they are at Ohio State, where you'll have, you know, Ohio State will have 60, 70, 80, 90 
a hundred thousand fans and at Purdue, they have like 60, 70, 80, 90 fans for the spring game. It's, it's free and still very sparsely attended, but Could you, can you literally, been. literally count them? Did you ever try that? I'd like to try that sometimes. I've I been like at probably major, could, league, yeah. major league baseball games, like in September. And it's like, can I literally count the people, you know, and I've developed the, I mean, people do like a, a way of like counting small groups of people. Like you would guess literally like under a thousand. Um, I, yeah, I can't. It's it was pretty sparse, yeah. Especially depending on the weather. Um, I mean, it, here's the best analogy I can make for people. I, I, if 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 Ohio State had free open practices, even in the spring, that the that the that fans yeah. could come to in the afternoon, how many people would show up? Five thousand. Yeah. And Purdue did that the year that I covered Purdue. The, the, the year the last year under Daryl Hazel when I was the beat writer. They had open practices in the spring that, that free and open to the public. You couldn't like, you couldn't take videos and put things on social media, but you could watch and there would be like some, like a dozen, like nobody. There, there are more people who would come to an open practice for Ohio State in this scenario than the, that would come to a Kent State football game. So. So yeah, it's just a very different. Like I, I know one of the things you you might be missing is just sort of the game day experience, or what what Ohio State fans are probably missing out on this spring. And at, at Purdue, it was not quite the same. You get some diehards that come out there, and if the weather was good, you 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 could you could get an okay crowd, but um, still nothing nothing close to what Ohio State will have. So Nate, uh, Stephen, you were at the spring game last year, right? Uh, I was. What did you what what did you like think of an Ohio State spring football game? It was like sixty one thousand, I think, last year. You would have thought, for most, I think this is the point of what they said, for an average football team, you would think it was an opening day game or a, a random conference game. You wouldn't think that this is a, you're, you're watching a practice where they can't even hit each other. They have to thud tackle each other and there are coaches all on the field like it's hot water behind things, observing and everything else. It's, it's a lot more, it's a spectacle for Ohio State fans while for most, college football fans a spring game is just kind of an opportunity to just come see some players practice so i just checked this i actually just looked it up purdue listed a, a spring game attendance of six thousand in 2017 i am skeptical of that number no, you no. want to write an expose on that no I'm, I'm just skeptical of it. Yeah. That, uh, we've given them the too much and uh, and everything. yeah we, we've talked too much about them already um so uh, people listening to this probably know this and and i'm gonna write something on this um for Saturday. I, I think the spring game is my favorite day of the year for Ohio state football. Um, because it's like a company picnic, right? That it's not, you know, when you play, when you, when Ohio state plays Michigan, that's like, um, that's like the big, the big project, right? That everybody, um, in the company is being geared up for all year. But, like, the spring game is like a celebration. It's fun. It's hanging out. Um, but it's it's still all the main people. Like, the people that matter are there. And, like, the thing about Ohio State spring game is there's nobody to root against. Everybody on the field is a person that you like because they're a Buckeye. And so the weather is often really good. Like, when the weather's like, when it's a beautiful spring day, there have been days when the weather sucked. Um, but it's usually better weather than you get in the fall, often, right? Better weather than you get for the Michigan game. And so, like, I'm really going to miss that because I like it as a place for 
the average fan who maybe can't afford a ticket in the fall or can't get access to a ticket to a good game. And I'll tell you this, I would much rather go to the spring game than the Bowling Green game or the Rutgers game. I would much rather watch Ohio State play itself than watch Ohio State play a team that's going to beat by 50. I mean, I, I don't know what the, I mean, honestly. Uh, so is it, okay, if you want to argue, well, that's a stupid thing to say, Doug. Of course, the Michigan game and the Penn State game are better than the spring game. Spring game's in the, one of the top five at the very least, but it's five bucks. It's relaxed. They have done, and I think Ryan Day needs to amp this up a little bit more. Um, in the past, there was a while there in the urban area, you know, they're having like Cardale Jones and JT Barrett have like a throwing, co- Troy Smith have like a throwing competition. There's Didn't students, they have a race one year? Yeah, there's uh, students can, racing at yeah. halftime. Braxton Miller raced. Braxton Miller almost ran me over at the end of his race at the spring game one, one uh, year. Um, you know, like they're, they're doing like field goal kicking with students. I, I, I am, um, really looking forward to the 2021 spring game because I think everybody, Michael Drake said it this week, Gene kind of said it right, Nathan, like nobody thinks this is going to be a normal football season, right? I mean, it's going to be somewhat different is basically where everybody is, right? There's going to be something. Yes, there's going to be something different. Um, Gene Smith was talking about even something as as small as um, testing or hygiene procedures, something like that. Like that's what they could use their $10 million reserve for to kind of pay for those sort of things coming up next year. So it could be something as mild as that, or it could be something drastic. Like, I mean, the, 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 the full the full horizon of possibilities are still on the table for, for up to not even having a season. And I think there's even the idea of like, if there's something going on and you're a fan at that game, you might be a little nervous, you know, you might go, but if, if, you know, we're not a hundred percent out of the woods, are you still going to have a little apprehension about like, Oh man, I hope I don't catch it from being here. I don't know. Like, I just don't, it's not going to be normal. I think it's possible. And again, not to go down the scientific road, you know, people are saying 12 to 18 months for a vaccine or whatever, but like maybe, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great? And I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and aim, aim this way. Um, that like the spring game next year is like the re-unveiling of normal football in Ohio, right? That like maybe the, maybe this season is, is funky in some way, but then uh, by a year from now, maybe that would have been 15 months or 16 months since the virus first got to the United States, uh, could we be in a place where the spring game is normal? And I hope there's 200,000 people there then. I hope it's a celebration. It, it is the state of Ohio's company picnic. And so I hope people have always appreciated the spring game. I hope we appreciate it even more in the future. Um, but the one thing is, and there was, there was one texter comment um, that I wanted to get to because the, it came out after you wrote a story, Nathan, about what Michael Drake said in a radio interview um, about this stuff. But um, I can get to it. There's some people who think, again, like someone, this person thought that like Drake is overreacting and is trying to kill the football program and he's jealous of the football program. And so like he doesn't want to have fans in the stands. Uh, My take on all this is you hear this from sports people because they don't know what the heck they're talking about. I think people are just trying to prepare fans for what might happen. And so I would not be holding people to their opinions, but I felt like Michael Drake was, was trying to say this could happen but I don't think it's like a, I mean, Michael Drake wants football, right? But I don't, that's how I'm taking most of what Michael Drake and Gene Smith and a lot of people are saying is this might happen. So we want you to be ready. Yeah. I think, I think there, again, it's just, everything is still on the table at this point. We're so early in this process. Um, 
I, you know, I, I think, you know, widespread testing would maybe help something like this be able to come back. Um, there's other people who think you'd have to have a vaccine in order for, for big crowds like this to come back. I, I don't know. I think everything is still wide open on the table. I think what our job is, is to, to talk to these people and just kind of try to get a sense of how this might look like going forward. Like, what are the steps? What are kind of the benchmarks? What are the important things to kind of keep in mind? And I think, especially from talking to Gene Smith today, it's it still just always comes back to public health. How would you describe Gene's mood today, Nathan? Again, we're recording this on Thursday, so this is what Gene was saying on Thursday. I, I think you could, I think you could definitely tell that there is a that it weighs on him a little bit. Um, just that there's it, it and and just think, imagine you know with 31 sports and a budget of this size, um, a lot of uncertainty there to have to deal with. Um, but at the same time, um, also just kind of a sense of not of, of having the priorities straight. And I think that that probably kind of grounds him a little bit and and probably helps him lead a little bit more effectively to say that the most important thing at the end of the day is what a doctor says, not what a coach or an AD or even a politician says. So this was the tech subscriber said, if Michael Drake does not let the football season move forward, which I can see happening when the powers that be deem that things are safe to proceed, maybe without fans, the school's board of directors should, and I believe will fire him. I think he secretly hates the football program and is jealous of its success and popularity. So like, I well, just, he's already leaving. So I don't yeah, think they're going like, to yeah. fire him, but, but I also, it won't be his call. I don't, at the end of the day, I think if, 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 if I, this is also a very specific question to Ohio right now, because I think most people believe that Mike DeWine, the governor has also acted in kind of a similar fashion. They're listening to medical experts before they make decisions and they're being overly cautious as a result of what medical experts are telling them. So if, if, if it gets to a point where they are saying that things are clear for students to return, for crowds to return, for even a football team to return, I think it's coming from a very educated medical position. It's not coming from a political decision. All right, that's it. I hated this podcast. I, like, I feel like I, we have to talk about this stuff, I guess, unless we don't. Maybe we just write about it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think. We want to inform you, but I, I feel like we ended up talking in circles again. I, I, what, what, Nathan, what should we do? What should we do? Am I overreacting to this? I just didn't, I, I don't I, know I, anything. So I don't, I, I think, don't know. I think what, what, what well, the problem is we don't have a lot of answers yet. The same way as Gene Smith doesn't have answers. Same way Mike DeWine doesn't have answers for things that are going to happen in August and September. But people are, people are asking. I understand why people are worried. They want to, you know, we're doing a lot of time. We're spending a lot of time talking about Ohio State's 2020 football team when we don't know if there's going to be a 2020 football season. So I don't think we can ignore it, but I, for all of you who are um, listening to us and, and especially the ones who've been texting us your questions or tweeting at us, um, we're trying to answer your questions. What I think is at the end of the day, the, it's just keeping the perspective on what's truly important. And I don't think football is more important than people's lives. And um, that's probably what we'll keep coming back to until we have real answers for you. Okay, that's it. For Nathan and Steven, I'm Doug. That was whatever. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Um, and that was Buckeye Talk.